you are listening to Blood Moon Milk, and I'm your host, Aurora, and if you're listening to this episode, it's probably the time around the Gemini full moon, and I have a solar Gemini joining me. Chris Richards is here, and the blanket fort, and <laughs> you're also a rising Sagittarius. I am, yeah. So you're the perfect guest for this season, because it's Sagittarius season, um, which means that the new moon is in Sagittarius. Um, but also the full moon will be in Gemini. Um, so it kind of is a perfect reflection of your some of the major aspects of your personal astrology chart. Awesome. Yeah. I know very little about it, honestly, but uh, I'm excited to to hear more. <laughs> yeah, especially like, like this specific time. It feels like there's a lot of uh, stuff going on that'll... Uh... Well, of course, because the, the Gemini full moon is the f- only full moon of the year and your solar sign. Mm. Um, so things are going to naturally sort of feel like they're coming to a head for you in one way or another. Oh, big moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's nice. I like to um, that. Yeah. So it's like, it's not necessarily good or bad. It just can be a time of heightened intensity. Um, but before we dive into all the astrology goodness, why don't you just introduce yourself? Yeah. So hello everyone. My name is Chris Richards. I'm uh an Atlanta native. Um, I currently work for Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer as the uh, field marketing rep here in Atlanta. So I'm involved in a lot of like supporting artistic events, music shows, um, just different like creative um, collaborations, that kind of thing, um, and sponsorships related to PBR. So um, my I love Atlanta, bleed Atlanta through and through. And so it's an awesome opportunity to like, support people who are doing dope stuff in the city. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, I was super excited for you when I heard you got that job. Not just because, you know, of course, you're always happy and excited for your friends when they get any cool job. But um, I, like, PBR was, like, the the beer that I kind of grew up on, quote, unquote. Like, they, they probably can't legally say that because they don't want, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. they, they don't want, like, children drinking it. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't tell the bosses about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. It, this was, this is a long time ago. Yeah. And a but place... it's definitely an institution, yeah. People have personal connections to it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I've got lots of fond memories uh, joined to that, you know, that blue ribbon can. Um but yeah, so I was just like, out of all the people I know, just happening to chat with you about your stuff, I was like, hmm, you might be just fun to have on the show. Because I, so mainly because Jim and I and Sagittarius are opposite signs from each other on the zodiac, right? So like we have Jim and I, which is an air sign, and then we have Sagittarius, which is the most advanced fire sign. Mm. Um, and so they're, they're like diametric opposites. Um, but they're also, they have a lot in common too, but they're just sort of, they're very much related, mm-hmm. but sort of like, they're like identical twins who, like one's a boy, one's a girl or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I've always been like super that. curious about that. Yeah. Because I do know that they have like, mm. maybe not commonalities, but like or, they're supposed or rather, to get along well or something. Yeah. Or rather fraternal twins. Maybe that's the term I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah, like, yeah. We're like, they're of the same essence in some ways. But, like, very different in yeah. others, you know? But they still, like, were born in, in the same womb, kind of. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, very to... much need each other, like, to, to really be able to express all that they have to offer in a positive way. That's awesome. Yeah. So they, like, balance each other out, kind of. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. have a lot to learn from each other. 
Um, so where Gemini is, uh, well, they're both signs of duality. Um, the Gemini is a sign of the twins, where like they're two. And here's Pickle, of Hi, course, Pickle. like right on time Pickle. to join the the podcast party in the blanket fort. I'm a champion Pickle dog sitter whenever Aurora's out of town too. <laughs> so we're old friends. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's she's real happy. Um, she's always happy to see a familiar face. But um, so like. Gemini, it's a sign of the twins, which is really like two external people of different minds, right? Like if you think about what twins are, mm. um, whereas Sagittarius is two very different things existing in the same body. It's animal nature and like being the centaur, like half horse, half man. Um, and huh. and so it's like the same but different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what the sort of the, the philosophy that goes into it. Okay, I didn't know that about Sagittarius. That makes total sense, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's about, so where Gemini is about, like, being two different minds out in the world, but coming from a place of unity. Mm-hmm. Sagittarius is about being one thing that is two very different opposites at once. That sounds like a tough, a tough way to go about life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it is. like, And I see that a lot. In my, so I'm a solar Sagittarius for newer listeners who might not be aware. Um, so I very much have a lot of Sagittarian energy in my chart. But, um, you know, all of the planets have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just your sun sign. It's not just your rising sign or your moon sign or it's it's every planet has like a little bit to add a little gift and a little curse if you will like they all have like pluses and minuses um and it's how you choose to sort of rise the occasion and deal with that energy that i think is interesting Mm, yeah so it's about like feeding your best nature kind of or like yeah or or feeding into your your vices and the things that can be your downfall exactly exactly and it's in i think the more informed and aware you can be of of like your true nature um the better choices you can make Mm -hmm. um and nobody's a saint all the time because frankly that's fucking boring right yeah (laughs) um (laughs) but but i mean if you know you have like certain negative proclivities like you can hopefully balance those out in some way to where they're not like having massively detrimental impacts on your on your daily life. Yeah, right? it just gives you a little bit more like self awareness. You can like watch for things. Yeah, yep. definitely. More knowledge is power. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so that's where I feel like um, I do natal chart readings for clients all the time, and I get asked a question like, "What's the difference pre- between a natal chart reading?" And transits, right? So, like, transits are one thing, and natal charts another thing, but they all, like, work together. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, think of it like fashion, right? Like, you are uh, fair-skinned, you're very tall, and you have red hair and blue eyes. And if you know what fashions work well with your your particular look, like, you know what clothes to buy, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're not aware of how you look in those fashions, like what might suit you or flatter you. You don't know how to work with those energies. And it's sort of the same thing. Interesting. Man, that's a very accessible analogy, I think. Yeah, but it's for (laughs) things that we can't see necessarily. Mm -hmm. But if we know what we're looking for and personalities, and you can see it in a natal chart because the data is there. And frankly, um, you know, I mean, astrology has been around for, you know, upwards of 5,000 years. And it's be- Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the Babylonians, like, think about it. 
like before Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Was there such a time? <laughs> I mean, like I can't recall. <laughs> but but like yeah, I mean you you think about this stuff like before we had uh, globally accessible entertainment. We did have globally accessible entertainment in the form of the stars. Yeah. And like in this in the way that they moved and the and people paid attention to them over long enough distances and long enough periods of time to notice what happened. Mm-hmm. And then there were nerds out there who like Every time Mars got together with the moon in this way, this happened. You know, when Mars and Venus got together in this way, that happened. See those patterns, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so there's 5,000 years, upwards of 5,000 years worth of data and, and information that goes along with these things that, okay, like, maybe we're not at the point scientifically to be able to, um, you know, really be able to quantify these results. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Science hasn't been around for that long. (laughs) But astrology has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you think about people are always, like, constantly curious. And, like, celestial bodies have been something that are, like, fascinating. It, like, drives humanity, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the the key characteristics and traits of human, human, like, evolution is curiosity Mm -hmm. and interest in themselves. Yeah, we are sort of yeah. Pic- pickle true. is pickle is back by the way. So if you hear a happy s- <laughs> snortling, like that, that would be. She's tap dancing on my knee. Yeah, <laughs> she's so cute. Um, <laughs> but like that's something that we do. We we look at our surroundings. We question what we see, why we see what we see, and then how we fit into it. Mm-hmm. And then we internalize like who are we? Exactly. It's the, the whole existential kind of question. Like what am I in relation to this? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. How is this? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of this. Yeah, and I, I think that like um, the so. Going back to that great question of, like, what are transits versus what is a natal chart? Um, a natal chart really is a... Oh, pickle. <laughs> pickle is just, like... She just, like, burped or something gross. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. My dog's real oh, weird. Honey. <laughs> oh, honey. myself. She wants to play. Um, but, so, a, a natal chart really is... Uh, a sort of a thumbprint from the universe of the stars and the position they were based on when you were born. Mm-hmm. And it's really quite unique because it would take 25,000 years for the stars to completely go back to that exact same position. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So now I, okay. Now I see why it's so important to have like the specific like birth time birth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um birth city like yeah under a t so good like god if, that's nuts yeah <laughs> so like okay and and it's all from our perspective here on earth right like right. that's so, so in astrology at least western astrology we look at earth as being this quote-unquote center of the universe and in a natal chart you're the center center of the universe mm, um, love just, that. just for the purposes <laughs> of astrology like we know science like is different right but um and we know that the like everything uh rotates around the sun and that's reflected in astrology too but um if you were to take all the planets from our perspective and the sun all the way from uh mercury venus mars all the way up to pluto including our moon if you were to start them all out at the first degree of aries 
And then they would cycle through all the signs of the zodiac, so all 12 signs, up to Pisces. Mm-hmm. That would take 25,000 years for everything to go once. Mm. Like, you know, for it to repeat, and then to repeat itself. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, so the sun would go around several times, but Pluto takes so long, and that's, re- and like those outer planets are really long transiting planets. So um, that's why it's unique. Mm-hmm. You know, your birth chart really is your birth chart. Yeah. There are people out there who might have similar placements and similar rising signs or sun signs. And, and that really is like, um, also, by the way, everyone, like if you're listening and you know your rising sign, um, like you, Chris, are a rising Sagittarius, mm-hmm. um, you should be reading the Sagittarius horoscopes, not the Gemini horoscopes. I do a lot, actually, mm-hmm. because I've always associated as, as a Sagittarian a little bit. Like, it's been fascinating because I do associate as a Gemini, but there are a lot of traits to it that I... Um, I find, I don't know, like, well, just like alienating or something like that. But the Sagittarian um, descriptors, like, hit home with me, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So w- the way astrologers write horoscopes is based on, so horoscope means um, hour, hour and looking at the hour, right? In Greek, if you were to break it down, horo means hour and scope means looking at. Mm-hmm, um, okay. So looking at the hour. And... Um, in astrology, we have houses, and each house is ruled by a different sign and a different planet, and has different themes associated with it. And so, um, when they write the Sagittarian's horoscope or the Gemini's horoscope, for that matter, they put Gemini in the first house, and then everything falls in line after that, right? Um, so it would go Gemini in the first house, then Leo in the second house, and then, or sorry, no, Cancer. Um, cancer in the second house and Leo then Virgo on so like through to the end of the zodiac um and, and so for my chart specifically or? for everyone like okay. when they write ho- general horoscopes for say like the newspapers okay like I got that. you I got you yeah and so but most people don't realize that and for things to fall in the right house for you you have to know your rising sign mm-hmm. and so really you need to be looking at your rising signs horoscope for it to to get a good heads up about what and how it's going to affect you. Okay. So, like, your sun sign, it's important, but that's just where the sun was for that month. Mm-hmm. But the rising sign changes every two hours. Wild. Well, so, that, yeah, that's the, like, mm-hmm. indicator. Where, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rising sign is, um, it's where our souls want to evolve to, or at least in terms of astrology. Okay. It's like, okay, so you were... The month you were born, the sun was hanging out in Gemini, right? But the day that you were born and the place you were born, your soul wants to learn about how to become more Sagittarian. Oh, interesting. And okay, so that's what rising sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's what sign was on the horizon at the moment you were born. Okay. Yeah, oh, my so gosh. rising was coming up. That make, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay, so it's your aspirational kind of self, yeah. Yeah, Got exactly. It. It's like the so it's the things and uh, circumstances that present themselves to you in different ways. And so when a horoscope says like Venus is highlighting your friendship sector, mm-hmm. what they mean is that Venus is hanging out probably, you know, in your third house, which is traditionally ruled by Gemini, because um, Gemini is all about friendship and mm-hmm. society and social activities and proclivities. No way. Not that neat at all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like pro tip, check out your rising sign and read your rising sign horoscope mm-hmm. in general. Read your read your sun signs too, but like 
if you really want to know what's going on with the planets and what houses and stuff is happening in for you really personally, read your rising sign. Yeah. Be your best self. Yep. 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 Yeah. So you said a little bit like how um, you've always more identified with the Sagittarian. Like talk about that a little bit. Like can you tell me how that has sort of manifested itself in your life? No, not really at all. I mean, <laughs> I mean the truth be told, like I know very little about. Well, um, Jim and I about... <laughs> like not talking for months. That's new. I know very little about like the um, the actual like. Uh, characteristics of that of that that sign um but i do know that when i read like horoscopes like that kind of thing as you do um i it just feels like uh if it's more i don't don't know i don't know how to explain it exactly but they just resonate with you more yeah or in like a balance of the two of them honestly but yeah because i know um and i've always wondered if it felt that way because i know like you said that they're like they're like contrasting but they like need each other kind Mm -hmm. of and I always wondered if it was like that kind of thing because they're like they super like bro down together and I'm like oh well maybe I just feel that way because that's my best friend or something you know yeah so um I will say like there are signs in opposition which means like traditionally an opposition transit means there's a lot of friction there Mm. um but that there's that friction exists there because of the attention that needs to be paid to it does okay. that make sense? Yeah, like, in what way? Like what? Like, well, they, like you said, like they have a lot to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Like they're and they they can bro down, but so we're okay. If I'm just operating on tr- sort of textbook definitions of things here, um, a textbook Gemini at a party would be asking everybody what they think about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Where a textbook Sagittarius at a party would be telling everyone what they know about X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay. Well, in that okay, in that instance, I identify more as a Gemini. I think totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can see how these two kind of need each other to have a healthy conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an awesome conversation, like the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but it, you can also see how maybe it would be really fucking annoying. <laughs> Like, if someone's, like, not bringing anything to the conversation, just asking you questions all the time. Yeah. And, and like, conversely, just telling you everything Yeah, all dude, the time. totally. Yeah. I sometimes actually catch myself in situations where I'm like, I just asked this person 20 questions in a row, and that's, like, that ain't cool. Like, that's got to be annoying. I'm just thinking of our brunch earlier where we, I was like, oh, my God, I've just been talking about myself the whole time. But I'm curious. That's why honestly, and I want to know more and more and more. And yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like, oh my god. Like I try uh, to not to not do that because I know it's fucking annoying. And, and but I'm, we do that. That's why we're here for each other. <laughs> and and you are a solar Gemini, and I'm a solar Sagittarius. So it's like I guess my I didn't even plan for this. Like, <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Mm, it's real. Like, it's, all, it's totally real. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think, like, you know, this whole season of the podcast, so the first year I did the podcast, I did every new moon, every full moon, and each sign. So there's 24 episodes. And I would do the new moon and Aries, and then six months later, the full moon and Aries would happen. And so I, I would talk about the differences in, in, the, in the energies, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the new moon always feels quiet and, and calm in comparison to the full moon because that's how the energy builds. It's over – and that's really – like, it – 
so the moon is our lens through which the rest of the solar system's transits are focused on us um, because it's our closest heavenly body and it sort of filters everything through so if it's so I, there was a transit that happened the other day that I, I really seriously warned people about. It was, um, I want to say it was like a Mars and Uranus transit that was, um, they were in opposition because Mars was in Scorpio and Uranus is retrograde in the sign of Taurus. And so there's a lot of tension there. And Mars being the um, reactionary and secretive planet, or, or well, while in the sign of Scorpio, it's very reactionary and secretive and, and even retaliatory. Ooh. Um, and when it's in opposition to Uranus, which rules electricity, um, and unpredictability. You can see how these themes can cause accidents. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and so I, I just told all my daily dose uh, email subscribers to really be careful. And it was one of these times where, like, I've only done this, like, twice, where I'm like, be careful, be aware of what's going on. And it, the first time, it was during a really nasty transit, and there was a mass shooting that day. And, oh, like, man. And I was like... I hate being right. Yeah. Like during situations like that, you know? Yeah. And I, what I realized was like that, and then this transit was right before a new moon. So like that moon was, that moon's energy was like very, very like diminished mm -hmm. um, because it was starting to sort of like re renew itself. Um, and what I realized or what I think and suspect, you know, is that um, it was maybe less, uh, impactful and, a, and less dramatic because that moon wasn't closer to mm -hmm. being full yeah gotcha. whereas if that had been on a full moon or right near a full moon it could have been a lot more Super a lot more disastrous. catastrophic yeah, yeah yeah um and so i would rather i would always rather err on the side of safety and be like be careful right right yeah like like versus and, and like sort of maybe like tell people like what's happening and get them to prepare like over prepare mm -hmm. than to like just be blindsided um but that's you know that's my job i feel like if people are reading my daily horoscopes and they're coming to me because they trust and know my work and respect it then that's important to me and i'd rather say something than not say anything yeah absolutely lay it all out there the the, the full truth of what you're seeing you know and like yeah, if it it could have been could have been a lot worse. But... You know, you know who else is a Gemini in my life? Pickle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pickle is the Gemini to my Sagittarius son. You can tell she's a, she's the most social bitch in the, in the room. <laughs> she really is. She she's never met a stranger that that wasn't someone she liked. She's the worst guard dog because she's like, hello, hello, <laughs> yeah. are you my friend? Yes, you are because I'm cute. <laughs> you want to be jumped on? Because I'll jump on you all day long. What do you like? Do you like to be jumped on this way? Do you like this toy? Because I like this toy. Do you want to play with this toy Just with me? this tone of voice that's yeah. amping her up. I know. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Like, it's funny how the things that we, the things that we bring to the table, Mm-hmm. Are, are things that we sort of tend to lack. Like, or the things that we seek from people are the things that we lack. Yeah. I mean, but the things that sure. we bring to the table, we, we're looking to, like, fill a gap, you know, mm. in what we offer. And no one no one can be good at every single thing. Definitely. That w again, that would be boring. Because, you know, for well, me, collaboration, like, is a, collaboration and human relationships are just, like, the essence of life. So, yeah, like, talk yeah. to me about that a little bit, because I think that's very key to being a Gemini. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Like, um, it's 
it's such an essential human relationships and connections are such an essential part of my personal identity that um, it's sometimes difficult for me to understand how to relate to myself unless I have like a sounding board to bounce that kind of off of, you know? That is very classically Gemini. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. like makes me excited when I hear that because it's, I like I, I would never want to like put words in anyone's mouth, um, but it's it's nice to hear phrases come out just in a natural course of conversation mm-hmm. where I'm like, if I was looking at your chart, I would say X, Y, and Z because that's a textbook definition. But I want to know what it's really like to experience that. You it's, know? it's incredibly frustrating, honestly, because I think of myself as being um, a person who has very strong convictions and um, I'm pretty independent. That would be your Sagittarius rising, I would suspect, like piping up. Yeah, that, I mean, but it's difficult because compromising these two things where you have this like fierce sense of, of um, like selfhood, but also knowing, like not being able to break away from the fact that kind of my identity is like, is in flux a little bit. Like I know at the core who I am, absolutely, and that's mm-hmm. unchanging, but like the ways in which uh, um, it's, I'm very like malleable. You know, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and and who I'm around um, for long terms. It's not like I go bouncing around like different. I'm a different person all the time. Oh, but like, yeah. yeah, for like long periods of time, I'm very like adaptable. Like I will, you know, date someone and I will be one person and mm-hmm. like watching these kind of movies. And then because I'm just like laid back and whatever, I'll date somebody else and it become become more focused on what they're doing and you sort of embrace that aspect of your personality. Yeah, because it's yeah, a, yeah there's so much mm-hmm. there's so many like multitudes inside a inside of this little brain. Like <laughs> I could be anybody and be happy a little bit, you know? Um so that's another part of it that's a little frustrating because I don't know um like where does fulfillment lie maybe? And I think probably a lot of people have that that struggle, you know, but not knowing um not knowing where you want to end up, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think if you knew where you wanted to end up, like, starting out, your life would be really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, there's got to be some surprises along the way. Oh, man, my life. It's all, it's all surprises. <laughs> Thinking about, sometimes I think about how many people have been, like, throughout the course of my life, and it's astonishing to me. Same. Yeah. Like, so, I, I think about this a lot, too, especially recently in the light of, like my life (laughs) which is it's so so like for uh just so some astrological aspect like stuff about me and my chart and things that I'm learning about astrology as this year goes by is I so I'm a Sagittarius and Jupiter is currently in the sign of Sagittarius which means it's highlighting my sun and you that's thought of as being a very favorable time um, for anybody, whenever Jupiter is like hitting your sun up, it's like bringing you lots of blessings mm. and, and lots of good luck. We um, love Jupiter. Yeah, <laughs> and so when it's in opposition to your sign, like you, unfortunately, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so there's some tension there, but it it also like comes with like Jupiter never is like a total asshole. Okay, uh, like. Usually not, unless he's, like, on your Mars. Like, in, in which case, it makes your Mars a total asshole. Um, because it's, it's in its nature to expand everything that it touches, sort of. Mm. It's like the... the 
It's like the dude that brings a blow to the party. <laughs> Kick know? it up a notch. Hey, yeah. I'm going to rage. Yeah, and it's just like, you thought this party was going to be nice and chill, but no, it's about to go to 11. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's get weird. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and it's like, he never means bad. And there could be some fucking like detrimental stuff that... Residual, yeah, 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 yeah. That happens from like overindulging, and and that could be overindulging in anything, right? Like, it's like too much of a good thing is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, also, there's just the tension there, like, can be like not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, I didn't feel it for a really long time. This year started out really weird, really cold, and sort of lonely, and like, what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. in my life? I don't know, and I was just. Like, last year, I, I think even if you were to go back and listen to podcast episodes from a year ago, I would have I probably sounded, like, really depressed and really sad and, like... You had a tough year. Yeah. 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 Um, and this year, like, it was slow building, but when it happened, like, I've had some really great stuff happen this year, I feel yeah. like. That's, like... And I, I, don't, I don't like to go into personal life details on my show because it's just, you know... A lot of people who I don't know are listening are out there, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like, name names and, and like, you know, like, let's just suffice it to say that I'm very happy these days. Yeah. Um, and I... Big, big life changes, like, all yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah. I have a job that I'm absolutely in love with, and then there's, like, other parts of my life that are just making me really, like, over the moon happy as well. Um, which I think that's a funny saying, like over the moon happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like again, it goes back to the idea of the lens, the moon being a lens mm-hmm. um, for for how we experience the universal energies that are in play. But so as a Sagittarius, I've been experiencing Jupiter on my sun, and it didn't seem like it. Like Jupiter was in retrograde for four or five months, like this year, and it was just like okay, this is supposed to be great. I've heard astrologers talk about how great it's going to be. I ain't seen it. Don't and believe it. when it's in it. retrograde or when? Or when it's on, when your, it's on sun. your sun. Okay, when it's yeah. on your sun. So that lasts for about a year. Um, oh, okay. And so um, it'll be leaving soon. Um, but it had to go like through my through Sagittarius a little bit, and then it went retrograde because of just the, the science of the way planets move. Um, it And when planets are retrograde, by the way, for newer listeners, it means that the planet looks like it's going backwards to us. It's not really like in the sky, but it looks like it from our perspective. So it's an optical illusion, but it does affect the way we feel things. Mm-hmm. At least I, I genuinely believe it does. Because um, it'll trip you out. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a so Jupiter is a huge heavenly body. If it was a little bit bigger and like worked out just a little bit differently, it could have been a second sun. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's it's a gas giant mm-hmm. and it's huge and um, so like we could have been cooking between two suns and then living on fucking Pluto. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, but it's not so like Jupiter and Saturn were some of the earliest forming planets, which is why they are thought of as gods, like in Greek yeah, mythology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, but anyway, um, so I just didn't see it until it like. It went through retrograde, and then it started going direct. And when it did that, it just seemed like things just started, like, falling into place. Yeah, you are like, finally. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting that good, good. <laughs> Jupiter, get on my sun. <laughs> so do you think that, that, do you think that, the, that the reason that it was delayed like that is because it was retrograde? 
Well, I, I think that, um, well, partially, but also, like, whenever a planet is traveling through some signs, uh, tr through a sign, it has certain lessons it wants to teach, you know? Um, and that's what I think it's, like, I think of astrology as cues from the universe about what we need to be paying attention to for mm -hmm. ourselves and for personal growth and for um, just to be better being living physical creatures, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's not much we have con real control over yeah. in our lives. You know, we have control over um, very few things. One of them being our breath, one of them being our thoughts. Um, and, and, and another one's like the way we react to things, you know, to extenuating circumstances or like bad news. Um, Even that feels like a little uncontrollable in a way. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you're totally caught off guard and you're just mm -hmm. like, you lose your shit. Yeah. You know? Um, like the fight, fight or flight, you know, instinct, like that yeah. kind of thing. It's just like yeah instant reactions or i mean if you're like head over heels in love it's like you can't help but to blush sometimes you know like yeah like yeah. so like there's there's voluntary reactions based on emotion yeah yeah um but um you do have some control mm -hmm. over some things and so i think it's astrology can help us to just like be more in touch with what's going on. Like it's almost like a prompt, you mm -hmm. know. Like if these things are happening, think about how X, Y, and Z in your life might be affecting you or bothering you or going well. Like and what it is, and it's like a path to like almost Buddhist style of enlightenment, like almost non-attachment attachment, attachment. Um, <coughs> where like if you're really paying attention to X, Y, and Z, then maybe those little things day to day just aren't such a big deal. And so it can help you kind of like ride the stormy weather a little bit. Puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can also give you a good end date on a calendar because a specific transit will be over and you know, like when that transit isn't um, like staring you in the face. <laughs> Doing a thing. Yeah. Like things will lighten up for you a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, having that. <laughs> God, you, that's like such a relief, even if it's, you know, um, whatever it is, it's like just putting an end cap on something and knowing that change is, change is the only, uh, constant basically. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean like, and that's, oh God, when I was younger, I used to cry about all the time. I was like, this is, be, this is the day that's only going to be like today. Like this is the only day that's like today is mm -hmm. today, you know, like, and I, that used to like fucking freak me out really yeah i would i have like attachment issues like mm. because of my my mom um in that whole situation when i was growing up but like i i wanted stability i still want stability in my yeah. life I, I still like sort of either unconsciously or consciously seek that out in my life in one way or another and um i don't always have it but um and especially with like with the career that I've chosen, like I, I just like don't always have it. But um, I think that uh, like knowing that about myself and knowing that like okay, I can circle a date on the calendar and I'll know by then that things will be different. And yeah, that's nice. That's that's, a, that's really a, nice. It's a really comforting feeling and a comforting thought. And I think that can help a lot of people out. Absolutely, I definitely want to put more energy into looking into that because you know. When you're yeah. stuck in a bad situation or a good situation, either or, like... Yeah, that's the downside, I mean, is, like, when you're in a really great situation, 
Yeah, <laughs> but it, that's it. It's inevitable. Like the shoe's yeah, gonna drop at some point. Not that you know disasters are gonna occur, but like happiness is, can't be eternal because um, that's what keeps life interesting. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my grandma would disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's a Virgo, so anything is possible. <laughs> oh, Virgo. She does make nachos in a very special way. Um, have I told you about I've told I've talked about it on the podcast before but basically every chip is a super nacho and she makes it like oh like the perfect yes Jesus it's like, Christ eat the chip I know <laughs> it's the it's the most ridiculously Virgo thing I've ever seen and I'm just I sit there and I watch her do it and, and like my Sagittarius proclivity is just like fucking throw the cheese on the chips oh lady. god that's like a god, that and, would be a painful way to live to me like oh I, it's, level of perfectionism Oh my god, it's so I can't live up to it. Like and it, it and I love her. I love her so much. She's the only person in the world in the whole world who I love so much that she doesn't see me. Like she doesn't I wear long sleeves and I'm covered in tattoos <laughs> because I don't want her to know that I have tattoos. It would break her heart. Mm. If she were to know that I have tattoos because she has these like somewhat antiquated like preconceived notions about people with tattoos yeah of course you know and like what their values are and and like you know you can imagine what they are but um but i and i don't want her to think poorly about me or make snap judgments about me based on that yeah which is an incredibly superficial thing yeah but you feel like to guard that relationship you like go out of your way that's that's in the summertime i wear long sleeves (laughs) Nothing fishy about that. Hmm. She doesn't ask questions. She just makes nachos. <laughs> but I love her. I uh, love yeah. her so much. I love her too. I, I, have, I actually have tattoos in her honor that she'll probably never see. Oh, good God. Really? Yeah. My canasta tattoos. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's so sweet. But oh, she wouldn't she think would... of it that yeah, way. Yeah, she would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never, you never like want to try it. Give it a try and just... Mm-mm. No, because nope. I would like screw everything up. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with the white, uh, the elephant in the room. You know, like, but, yeah. You know, like if the elephant in the room is me wearing long sleeves in the middle of summertime. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. Yeah. yeah. We're willing to compromise things that you love for people that you love. Yeah. yeah. Who also love me and have done a lot for me, and I, I don't want to break her heart and mm-hmm. and like. You know, and you're still the same Aurora, regardless of whether or not you have art on your body. Like, you know, she won't be able to look overlook that, though, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so it, it's really like I'm trying to just sort of pre. Like, I always knew I was gonna be this person. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I was young, I was like, I am gonna be covered in tattoos and ride motorcycles when I grow up. There's yeah. like pictures of me, two years old, naked on a little toy motorcycle. And, like, I had probably, like, drawn on myself, like, with, like, magic marker or something. I knew then who I was. Yeah. That's very Sagittarian. It's it's really uh, knowing who you're going to be someday. Well, yeah. It's also, or not someday. Like, that's who you are. Oh, so it's, like, okay. Like, period. Got you. Like, yeah. period, paragraph. That is it. Like. Yeah. And it's... if you don't like it, get the fuck out of the oh, way. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And you just, like, lean into your truth, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's also very Sagittarian. It's like you're always searching for this thing. Like, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is, is, like, personal to that individual, right? But it's 
symbolized Sagittarius is symbolized by the archer, mm-hmm. and so like they're always aiming for something symbolically, ah, and ah, so there's always this like invisible quest of some sort. This this and innate need to sort of grow and develop and and sort of constantly just tick yourself around to whatever that goal is mm, that's like the opposite of what i was just saying basically about myself or but so that like, is what uh, is interesting that's why i wanted you to be on this episode because yeah. you're gemini mm-hmm. and that is the opposite <laughs> yeah Sagittarius. yeah totally <laughs> but that's something like you said you like crave in other people what you lack in yourself that's something that i have I have, like, the most respect for when people have, like, a clear path and work their asses off to get there. I just am, like, in awe of that and have so much respect for that. And I want – I have a lot of people in my life who are like that because because I want that influence, you know? Um, It hasn't worked out yet. (laughs) And they haven't swayed me to to that way of being yet. But, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know what? You're also in a year of um, opposition from, like, Jupiter's in opposition to your sun, so it's kind of a hard year for you. Mm. Um, and it will be until at like least... upcoming year, or like... This, and uh, probably post-birthday. Okay. Um, post-birthday for you probably has been somewhat difficult. Mm. A lot has changed, I will say that. A lot has changed. It's probably for the best, ultimately. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, Jupiter never comes to the party without bringing gifts. Like, even if they're residual that you can't see until much, much later, like, hindsight is always 20-20 kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, But it could be a while Mm -hmm. until you see it. So just looking at your chart. So Jupiter will be moving into Capricorn soon, Mm -hmm. like, in December. Um because it takes about a year um, for Jupiter to, to move on from sign to sign, and that includes a retrograde cycle. He's usually retrograde for about five months a year, um, or maybe four and a half, five months a year, just depending on the year. But let's see. So he'll be in Capricorn, and your moon is, it looks like it's in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Jupiter hits your moon, which will be, it'll be late next year, that's probably going to be a really happy time for you. Why? Because, okay, so your moon is your emotional inner nature, right? And um, you, your moon is in Capricorn, which means that you're actually very hardworking. Um, and, true, yeah. And you want to work towards, like, tangible, realistic things. Um, you're really practical and maybe even somewhat demanding and controlling at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I know what I want. I know the ways that yeah. I want it to be done, kind of, yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Jupiter like crossover to that same degree as your natal moon, that's a transit. That transit will be really happy for you because Jupiter's just going to be there to like bring the party. Oh, I love that. Can't wait. Yeah. We said it's December or late next year. Late, late next year. So he's going to, so he, you're at 24 degrees Capricorn for your moon. Um, and so he's got to go from Sagittarius, start all the way at zero degrees Capricorn and then move to 24 degrees Capricorn. So it'll probably be roughly a year from now mm-hmm. that he is in Capricorn at, at where your moon is. I don't have my ephemeris right in front of me to tell you the exact date, but if I'm guessing, it'll be like roughly November, December next year. I'm going to get that on the calendar. Yeah, I'll, I'll look <laughs> it up for M- you note. exactly. Um, 
Um, I could look. I could grab my ephemeris for you really quick and look it up. But um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna guess it's probably early December, between or no, sorry, like November or December next year. Cool. I yeah. mean, that kind of like it's interesting because, like I said, there's been a lot of change since since like June. Yeah. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. been a ton of different things going on. Of course. Um, and yeah. I feel like. I need some time. Just like personally, I need some like yeah. time to like relearn myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I could see definitely like just the patterns of the way things have been going. Like I'm not gonna be like okay to be like full on Chris happy, you know, yeah, until yeah, yeah. and for a while, for mm-hmm. a little while, because you know you gotta go through that relearning process. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's like. That's key, mm. you know? I mean, I know in my life, whenever there was big changes to um, my day-to-day circumstances, it all, like, even with my new job, right? Like, learning how to be the job role that I am now mm. has taken... Sorry, Pickle is back, and she is, like... In, she's full force. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> she's like standing on her hind legs in my lap and <laughs> trying to, like, kiss attack Chris right now because I think she can sense that there's, like, oh, some, some feelings here. Yes, and she, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Yeah, sorry. Thank you, Pickle. Thank you. Go play. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's just, like, gotta heal you. Now you're happy. Yeah, she's, like, it's, okay. it's, it's all gonna be here. okay. Like some pickle kisses, um, so yeah, I, I think that like whenever there's like big changes in our life, you know, um, whatever they are, like for me this year it was a couple of things, but one of the biggest things that I I I know I had talked about in the podcast forever since like part of the reason I started this podcast was because I was unhappy in my previous job mm-hmm. and I was miserable. And you knew me when I had that job. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. Like, you definitely reached a point where it was like, I mean, ever since I've known you, it's been like, that. I don't identify, I feel like you don't identify with that position at all. And your whole, like, vibe changed when you got out of there. Like, the whole, because, I mean, you got this amazing gig that is like what you want to be doing to a degree and no it's like, like the thing i've a... been working towards for my whole yeah. adult life post-college basically yeah and it's big and but it's... getting away from that environment too where you were i think is like yeah yeah. yeah yeah you know and that's not to say i'm not grateful because while i was there I, it definitely provided me with things i needed and wanted yeah but it didn't like really fulfill me emotionally and what I realized throughout the course of that, of having that job was that I really need something that fulfills mm-hmm. me emotionally. And then that isn't just a paycheck. Like I am not a person who can really, I, I can't phone it in. Yeah. You know, like I'm a, I'm a hundred percent or nothing kind totally. of person. Yeah. I was about to say like, you're super, super hardworking and like dedicated to whatever it is that you're doing. So Thank like you. in all aspects, you know, like relationships, work stuff, like, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's hard to sort of balance sometimes, you know, there's definitely moments where I'm like, like I'm, I have commitments, you know, with family and then I've got, uh, things I want to do with friends. And then there's just, there's stuff that I have to do for work. And then there's stuff that I, I want to have to do for the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the podcast has like has been this sort of buoy in my life that 
has seen me through some really dark periods and it's like gotten me to this like really happy lovely place mm-hmm. um and i want to keep nurturing it and growing it but i'm also getting to the point where my life in other areas is just like getting to be so robust right that i'm i'm not 100 percent sure like how i do that and do it justice and do it like I don't know what's next really yeah but I, I mean, also think it's okay like it's okay to admit that out loud and say that to the universe but like I don't know what's next I'm open to suggestions I'm open to hearing things there's I also know there's a lot of astrologers out there who are um, very organized um, it, it would be nice to hear from my audience more I see that people listen but um, and I know that I haven't been posting as much on Instagram um, and, and that's a f- part of that is because of, you know, what I've been experiencing in my, in my life. You're a I just, busy lady. Yeah, I don't have as much time to devote. I, and, you know, like um, when I was miserable at my old job, I did have a lot of time to work on my side project. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of time to devote to the podcast. Well, and you prioritize that, too, because it's yes. like the thing in your life that's bringing you like this fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And now that you have that, you know, professionally you you know the time even if it was the same the time uh the time restrictions kind of mm-hmm. um you you don't make it as much of a priority because it's like your soul feels fed but i was gonna ask you is it like different kinds of fulfillment that yeah you get? totally so i mean like there's nothing quite like somebody really feeling like they've been heard and resonated and like something was fought on for them and really hit home and like really like got like I like got something that really helped them mm-hmm. um, because it's it's this like fine line between um, like divination and fortune telling and like interpersonal communication and and also like um, sort of like a balancing act and diplomacy like all these things like wrapped up and. Uh, being able to, and also intuitiveness. Like I, I look at a chart, and it's really just data. Like no one is telling me, yeah, like, what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I've just read knowing a, how to read it. Yeah. yeah, I've read a lot of books, a, a lot of books, and over. I mean, I've been reading astrology books and into astrology for since I was in college. Um, I mean, I I graduated in 2011, um, so but I started being interested in astrology around 20, 2008. So. Over 10, going on 11, 12 years now, mm-hmm. I've been interested in astrology. Like, highly interested. And I didn't think that I was going to be an astrologer ever. I just wanted to start a podcast about meditating with the moon. And it <laughs> turned into me being an astrologer. <laughs> it's because you're so dedicated to everything you do. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's weird. But, like, I didn't... It wasn't something I would have guessed or planned for myself, but that's really fulfilling to me. And also, I love when I sit down to write an episode, I love finding the perfect song mm. to play, like with a topic that I'm talking about, um, especially if it has some sort of like personal meaning for me. Like that, that is like the purest or like a very pure art form for me is like, mm-hmm. it's almost like DJing, um, but also storytelling. And, and so, like, yeah, I feel like what I do is different from mm-hmm. a lot of astrologers. You know? Yeah, definitely. You had that other element. Like, art connects us to things mm-hmm. yeah. and, to, and to people. And I think sound is its one of the purest forms of energy transference. Mm. You can listen to a song and be in one mood, and this song can, like, totally change your mood for the better or the worse, you know, like, depending on what, 
Like if you if you shared a special moment with someone and you heard this song and that person not in your life and when you're sad about it, or vice versa, like it could like bring that warmth back to yeah, you. Like it, nostalgia it, attached to it is a yeah. is real palpable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like the music that I grew up with, identifying with the most was punk rock music and mm. rock and roll. Um, and then from there, like uh, soul music and uh, outlaw country music. When I moved to England, I, well, I, I, I hated country music growing up, number one, but I like, hated it because I was from the South. And <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was I, like, I was like a skateboarding punk rock kid from Atlanta who could not stand the rednecks who rode their tractors and lawnmowers to I school. I know, it's like the opposite yeah. of anything that you want to identify with. Yeah, but then when I moved away... When I moved away from America, I realized how genuinely different it, that music was from anything else that was mm-hmm. out there. And then to realize, like, oh, that music, like, sprung up in my backyard. Yeah. And, and there's so much more to that genre than I think a lot of people understand. Yeah. The, the history behind it and mm-hmm. the stories that people tell, like. Yeah, and I think what I like about it is the songwriting and the narrative, yeah. like, and the story. And I think that a lot of that really is, like, Original rock and roll, original punk Definitely. rock music, and I—I I don't think that I like as a younger person had the had any one to shepherd me to that idea. I had to sort of stumble upon it, um, and uh, for people who have known me personally for a long time, they've always known that music was a big part of my life. Um, I had a punk rock fanzine when I was sixteen, <laughs> and was hanging out at the. Chelsea Hotel in New York and going to CBGB's and hanging out at punk rock clubs in Atlanta and like had a fake ID and everyone thought I was 21 when I was 16 and I was just drinking at bars <laughs> and and so like since so I'm 33 as of Tuesday I had, Happy birthday. I had my or no Wednesday I had my solo return <laughs> um and so like for basically half of my life I've been hanging out in bars. Oh, God, that's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't imagine being in a bar, especially like a punk rock bar when I was 16. Oof. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been like a little terrified baby shaking in the corner. I don't think I I I was. I was just, I had this like asshole bravado, like, gonna fuck with me. You're gonna fuck with my friends. And yeah, well, it's like you said, like, you you know who you are. You've always known who you are. And like, when you're, when that's not a thing that you question, you can be that badass and be tough and like. Yeah, but then you have to figure out who you are post that. Like, mm. because, like, uh, the reality of my um, my career, my professional career is that, like, I would not have the job that I have now if I walked around being the person I was when I was 16. Yeah, sure, sure, you sure, know, of like, course. Um, but that, that person still, like, is alive and inside of me. You know, and, yeah, and well, yeah, you have to settle. You have to call, not settle. You have yeah. to like, um, like, you know, work within the world, right? Like, yeah. if I went according to my like most carnal impulses, mm-hmm. it would be like <laughs> disastrous. And I, I already have like impulse control issues, so it has been disastrous in the past, <laughs> and you know, just struggling through life. But like, yeah, if you you got to adapt to surroundings to a certain degree to be able to function in the world. But I think these are themes that are very Sagittarian and Gemini, like Gemini-esque, you know, in the, their nature. And it's like, uh, it, for me, it's like being both sophisticated and a beast. Like, <laughs> Yes, okay. I actually, I was, I was going to say something about that because you, 
you are know exactly who you are, and I I know exactly who you are. Who you are? That's like unyielding, kind of like you said, like riding scooters, going to shows, tattoos. Like it's all very like um, you're very confident in all of this. But at the same time, you're like a chill person. <laughs> like it, like you don't come across as that like yeah, like going to shows, and, like that intensity. Um, is it, it's it's not like overwhelming, you know. It's not super in your face. So it's like the subdued, like sense of like rebellion or whatever that is, you know. I don't know, Subtle rebellion, like it's, quiet it's, riot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's riding a scooter, rebellion anymore. I don't, I don't, but you know what I mean. I don't Just like counterculture yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, I haven't had a scooter in a while, but I've, or mopeds, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mopeds, sorry, mopeds, like, whatever. Yeah. Get it straight, Chris. Some, sorry. Something with fucking wheels. I don't know, like. <laughs> My bird, my bird. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I drive a minivan, so. <laughs> but that's also very Gemini of you because you want to bring the like the crowd. Yeah, like, exactly. Where do you, you want to have room for everybody to pile in. I literally like will always have like at least a hundred beers in the back of my car for work, <laughs> <laughs> and all the cozies. Anybody yeah. need a cozie? Also, <laughs> Sagittarius, party. you being a Sagittarius rising, Sagittarius is very fond of the alcohols. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because if uh, and I mentioned this in the episode that's all about Sagittarius. It's right before this one. If you're listening or you're looking at the stream of episodes on iTunes or on the website or whatever, um, but so like Sagittarius is most associated with this one centaur named Chiron. Right, he was very sophisticated. He was um, sort of like a special case centaur. Mm. But then the rest of the centaurs. <laughs> Um, the rest of the centaurs were kind of like wild animals <laughs> and they okay. were just drunk all the time. <laughs> and, and so like within Sagittarius, you have both qualities, you know, you have this very sophisticated, educated, higher learning, idea, like healing, philosophy, speaking, um, religious, sort mm. of like holy person. Um, like he, he's thought to have been the mentor who, um, taught like ancient Greek heroes like Achilles. Oh, like, yeah. Like okay. how to be like heroes. Yeah. Um, like really athletic and like really like, you know, like kind of a like <laughs> like a badass, you know, in his own way. But um he was wounded by one of his another he was wounded by um Hercules, I think. Um I, I for, already forgot who it was. It's in the podcast. I wrote it a week a couple weeks ago and I forgot already. I'm sorry. Um, I slept since then. You, you can't know it all. <laughs> you can't, can't know it all as much as you try. <laughs> I, I definitely cannot. Um, but basically, no, I think it was Hercules. He got um, hit with an arrow that had it was poisoned with the blood of a hydra, mm. and it was just a wound that like wouldn't heal. But he he was um, immortal because he was the son of a god. And, uh, and a, like, a nymph or something like that. And then the nymph was like, oh, it's half animal. It's half human. I don't want it. And, like, <laughs> threw him away. So he was, like, this very wounded, like, sort of sad creature yeah. um, that could help everyone but himself. And, and his pain was so great that he asked to die. And they put him in the sky as a sign of Sagittarius. Oh, God. Yeah. That's tragic. I know. Mm. I know. It's a sad story. But so, like, but in comparison to the, all the other centaurs who were just, like, these, like... <laughs> Lushes. Lush, rapist, wild animals you Ooh. wanted to avoid. Um, like, Chiron was really, like, the like the great one. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the winner. He's the winner, even though he's kind of screwed in the end. But, you know. Yeah. But it was his own choice. He probably... He could have survived, like, walking around. But he just, like, couldn't 
the pain was too much. Exactly. He's like, I, I've, I've been serving all of you people. and Yeah. And that's I'm... actually like a, a, a problem with some Sagittarians too, is like they carry a lot of pain on the inside and don't talk about it very mm. much. Um, and so they're at risk of suicide or accidental suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the drinking, obviously. The drinking. I had, a, I had a dear friend of mine who accidentally killed himself. Um few years ago before I started the podcast and his birthday was actually today oh my god yeah, I have a matching tattoo of well I got it with him um we got matching match tattoos mm. um, matchy and, match yeah pour some out yeah for your homie yeah and, and like he accidentally killed himself and I don't it was not like on purpose but like I think that there was there were reasons you know that were only really you know Privy to him, really, as to why he behaved that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think, you know, with every sign, there are positives and negatives that you just have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, and where I think astrology can help people is at least you, if we have this sort of common language of even like pop culture astrology to start a conversation about things that people might not talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, that's not religious and not finger pointy and not super judgmental. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, just opening up a dialogue. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, like the things that can be um, that are that are the positive traits for each sign are also can be your downfall, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much of a good thing again yeah. can be like, overkill. Yeah. Like, for me personally, like, the, I love about myself that I am super social and I value, like, friendships and relationships, but I do, like, find myself occasionally in situations where I um, probably, I forgive more than I should. Mm. And I am, like, I am too, like, permissible. I don't, like, stand up for myself and for my own emotions because I'm just, like, you know what? I don't really like want to dwell on this. Why don't we just move past it? And like, like, let's talk about the issue and like squelch it. Even though, you know, if you've been like wronged, if like you, uh, you gotta have convictions about that kind of stuff. And that's one thing that I'm like, don't like about myself, but I like the motivation behind it. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, life is a, Weird, <laughs> long thing. Weird, long thing, yes. That gets weirder and longer the longer you're around. Webster's Dictionary definition. <laughs> Life. Weird, long thing. And it just gets weirder and longer. Um, but, you know, if you have something that can help you kind of, like, check in with yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's the moon, whether it's astrology, whether it's religion, whether it's fitness, you know, whatever it is, whatever your, like, cup of tea is, that's cool. Like, it's good. Um, just, I, I think it's important, though, to be able to do that, be able to have that self-practice. Um, Touchstone. Yeah. Yeah, to ground you. Kind of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I think before there was, um, you know, things like Netflix, that we had the stars for that. And um, so uh, I wanted to thank you for just spending a little yeah. bit of time. Um, I know awesome. we've been chatting about this for to getting you on the show for a little while. Um, do you have any events coming up that Ooh. you want to talk about? Hell yeah. Super excited about um, the PBR uh, art show coming up uh, at Mint Gallery at the Metropolitan Lofts. It's on December 14th. It's going to be a huge installation and 2D art show. Um, it's called Sacred Spaces. Uh, look out for it on. Uh, I think we got a, we got an Eventbrite uh, going right now, 
and uh, it's free to the public. Um, yeah, the opening's on December 14th. Should be pretty dope. Y'all come out. I'll be sure to post about it on my Instagram, at Blood Mil- at Blood Moon Milk, and a uh, link to the event as well. And um, Thank you. Yeah. And um, thanks for just being on the show. Thanks. Hanging out. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Blood Moon Milk, everybody. I'm your host, Aurora, and I'll see you next time for Capricorn season. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.